Hi there, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington. I'm super duper excited today because I have with me comedian extraordinaire, Justin Hoff. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, so I'm glad I got you before you run off to the West yes. to well, seek my, your my fortune Well, my agent booked fame. this show last minute. <laughs> Shout out to your mom, Elaine. Yeah, my mom's my yes. agent. So, so um, you've done a lot of comedy in the town and beyond the town mm -hmm. but I really want to go back and talk about where did you get your start and when did you really know you wanted to be a comedian I was thinking about that the other day and it was Miss Fasano's first grade class Wow when is the first time I got up in front of a group of people and did comedy it was raining outside so we had indoor recess and she kind of caught me with these two sock puppets just talking to myself Wow and then all the kids started to sit around and listen and stuff so then I performed in front of the class and then she took me from wow. class to class to do my bit. And of course, as we got up to like older and older to the fifth grade cl kids, it had to get a little more right. risque. And then we put the kibosh on that. Now, so. did you do talent shows through school going up? And never. Never. M with music and stuff, never comedy. Okay. Yeah. So now I know your mom, she's a great lady. So yeah. how did she feel when you said, Mom, no college for me, I'm going to be a comedian? How was that? Um, my mom and dad hated that. I remember uh, when I was a sophomore, I wanted to quit and move to LA. So this really? has been like a so you've been waiting been a couple like a weeks. Thirteen year journey, yeah, and oh, trying wow. to do that. Um, but then when I said I wanted to start stand up, my mom was very supportive because that's something my dad always wanted to try, yes. and he wasn't able to do it. So I decided that yes. I would do it. And for I know him. from knowing a little bit about your dad that he was a very funny guy. Oh, he's hilarious. Do you think Much that's where you got? Do you think that's where you got it from? Both your parents. They, yeah, they your are funny. funny too. My mom's hilarious. So I didn't know that growing up. Because people used to come up and say to me, you know, your mom's so funny. And I'm like, that's not. Well, you live in that household, so that's yeah, normal. Yeah, I was like, for no, you. that's not the right. person who raised me. Uh, Interesting. But, yeah, but then now that I'm an adult and I can see how she is around her friends, yeah, okay. she's really funny. So, when do you think was your first big break where, you know, you've done some charity work, but where you felt like, wow, this is really scary. Now I'm really moving forward? I think I, uh, I entered into the Boston Comedy Festival kind of like, at, you know, as a whim or whatever, just right. on a whim. And uh, then I just kept, you know, I, I won the prelims and then the semifinals and then made it to the finals and stuff. So I think that's when I realized that I should probably start taking it seriously. Okay. Who are your influences comedically? Who do you uh, like? I like Carlin, yeah, Richard Pryor. So yeah. you like the old fashioned, real Yeah, well, they comics. were writers. They were really yes. good writers, yes. you know? And I like, uh, like Bill Burr for like new school stuff and okay. uh, Andrew Santino is probably my favorite right now. He's on the show um, I'm Dying Up Here right. on Showtime and he's a paid regular at the Comedy Store in LA. Nice. Yeah. So before you go to a show, how do you know what material you're going to use? I noticed I looked at some of your work, you usually have not a piece of paper like we did mm. in the olden days, but you usually use an iPhone or something to keep, is it to keep you on track? It depends. If it's a showcase and we're like uh, Trying out new stuff, I might have something up there for time or whatever. But if it's if I'm headlining, it's typically I know what I'm going to say. Forty-five minutes, this is what I have to say. But I often tell people it's like skiing too. It's like you, you start on the top of the mountain, you know you're going to end here, right? And then you just kind of have to find your way. Do you find that you generally keep the bit pretty much the same, 
or do you tailor it to the crowd? Because I know you've done comedy a lot of different places, not just Boston. Yeah. So how does a bit that you use in Boston play, let's say, somewhere else? Uh, not that well, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you found like that it, out? Okay. Yeah, so uh, first time I went on tour in Florida, um, I just ate it the entire week wow. and just did not do well. So um, I started writing with stuff that was happening down in Florida. Okay. So like we took a fan boat tour, airboat tour, whatever it's called. And, uh, you know, I started writing bits about that. And then it was stuff that people could relate to. You so talk you about being stuck in the snow or whatever. They don't really... Yeah, kind of not going to work talking. so well in yeah. Florida. Okay. I mean, this might be an obvious question, but what does it feel like when you know that you're bombing? How do you get out of that? Do you just pray that you're going to be able to ride that wave? I mean, It depends. Sometimes uh, it depends why. If you're doing your material and they just don't get it, sometimes that's funny. Right. And it's only funny to us while we're on stage. But at the right. moment, we're like, oh, man, I'm dying so hard. It's also funny for any other comics who are there because they know. Yes. feeling <laughs> so yes. we all laugh at the person on stage that's dying because we know what it's like right. um, but sometimes I think the worst feeling is if you're not doing well and you're trying to think okay how do I relate to these people and you just don't come up with anything right so bad jokes are one thing but silence is like the worst if you just can't think of what to say and that leaves room for hecklers to jump in and mm -hmm. slaughter you how do you yeah. handle hecklers what's your take on that uh, several different ways they are, I bet, right? yeah so there's yeah. there's like you know typically there's the nice way, and you make a joke about it. Right. And then, does, like, some people acknowledge them, make them stand up because they want attention, so put the spotlight on them, and then they kind of feel uncomfortable, and then mm. you can go back to your stuff. Um, and then eventually it gets to a point where, you you know, on stage, if the security, if they're not doing their job, you have to right. say, listen, we're going to bounce you if you don't be quiet. I've only had to do that a couple times. Cool. Yeah, no yeah most people... Uh, yeah. Get it. So where do you get your training? Is it from watching other comedians or is it just from continually doing it like an athlete? You just have to continue to do yeah. it. Yeah, I write a lot on stage. So you might have like a bit. I record everything I do. So if there's ever like a phone or a microphone or whatever, I just need to have the audio, whether it's 10 minutes or 45 minutes. If it's a showcase, open mic, you never know what's going to happen or what you're going to think of. So I always have something recording and then uh, I'll go back and listen to it. And so you might have a three-minute bit, and then you add a tagline or something or uh, a new punch, and it's like, okay, then you have a whole nother So it's a lot joke. more structured than people think. If, if it's done right, it looks fluid. Yeah, it like looks like you're it just looks doing like, it off the yeah. cuff, but you've actually practiced and timed mm -hmm. it out in your head quite a bit before you do it. How do you know when it's time to debut something new, and is that scary? I just had my farewell show that we right. did at, at, uh, at Nick's. And I had my 45-minute set, tried and true. I knew it worked. It would have been funny. I scrapped the whole thing and wrote an entire new set that day, which typically you would never do. But I just felt I owed it to the people who have seen me millions of times to give, give them something, something new. Yeah. Um, and it ended up working well. And it's not really the first time you tell the joke. I forget who said it, but there was a comedian who said, it's easy the first time you tell a joke for it to be funny because if you've been doing comedy for a while, you know it's funny. So okay. you'll say something funny. It's telling the joke the hundredth time and making it seem like you just thought of right, it. Right, right. That's true. Because people can kind of tell when you're mailing it in. seems like you're reading off of a list or something. Right. You know? Do you feel pressure to be funny all the time? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So when you go out socially, everybody expects you to be the life of the party? I don't even t I tell people I'm a carpenter. I don't <laughs> tell them I'm a comedian. Really? Yeah, because you can't. It's the even, pressure. Yeah, if you're at a party and you go, they go, oh, well, you know, tell me a joke. Right. And then I usually say, what do you do? And they say, mechanic. I'm like, oh, I'll fix my car for free. You know, oh, but interesting. Take yeah, on that. but it's hard. You know, every single place you go, whether 
I think the other thing is that people think they're being helpful and they'll be like, oh, my aunt is so funny. She'll give you plenty of material. You need to talk to my aunt. And sometimes I want to actually call them and call the That's person's aunt. That's interesting. You could do a whole show just on that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So tell us about some of the other fun, exciting stuff that we can follow your meteoric rise to the top with. I know you, you do Instagram and you've got some stuff. other stuff. Yeah, so Facebook, tell, tell the folks how they can follow Snapchat. you because you know, we want to we see you do well. I think Facebook is probably the, uh, my Facebook page, which is Hoffi, H-O-F-F-I-E. Okay. And uh, it was supposed to be Justin Hoff, but when I registered it, they didn't believe that I was myself. So that's funny in itself. <laughs> yeah, All I, right. I tried to try to get the page, and I said, "Hey, I want to take these followers from my old page and move them over. It's like, you know, a couple thousand. I want to move it." And uh, they were like, "No, you're not Justin Hoff. We have to contact him." Wow. So cool. I had to call it something. Well, that else. makes you feel pretty good. Oh, well, yeah, kind of special. But it was kind of the frustrating word is getting the, out. Yeah. What are you most excited about going west for? The weather, do? probably. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, right? In the writing. You know, so there's have so many you got plans out there already? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, I talked to uh, a couple of my friends out there who have writing gigs and acting gigs and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, will you be living in the comedian commune with a bunch of other comics? You will. Well, no, I'll be living in my own place, but I'll okay. be living near everybody else in West Hollywood. Because so. I've seen those shows, the reality shows, where they show all the comics. That's what I did together. here in Boston. I'm done doing that. Yeah, yeah. you've grown up a little bit. I can bit. afford my own that. place. Now. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. All right. So uh, what about, I know that you're developing some sort of app, did you tell me? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that so, so we just did our first event, which was my event last weekend, and it's called Green Room. And what it does is it takes venues, bookers, comedians, puts them all on the same platform. They can advertise, market, ask you about that. buy, sell tickets, and stuff like that. And it updates everybody's websites automatically. Nice. So it does all the back end for you. Because how do you get gigs? How did you get your first break yeah. other than first grade teacher? It's all handshakes, and I know somebody. And yeah. I think my very first gig, my very first paid gig was from somebody in Wilmington, Steve Bjork, who does a lot sure. of... Sure. He's been on this show, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah. He does all, all kinds of uh, great fundraising and stuff like that. And my mom just said to him, hey, my son wants to do comedy. And right. he gave me a shot. And, and that's really what it I is. I think you played the Relay for Life, probably, too, or yeah. other charities. I did that, and work. I've done uh, tons of stuff for Knights of Columbus. And yeah. yeah. What's been your favorite place to play? Of all the places. That's a tough one, I bet. Yeah. Because it depends uh, probably on the crowd and the night. Yeah. I went down, I did a show in um, Martha's Vineyard, and uh, the shows, my, I did a string of shows, four shows over the weekend. The shows went terrible. Uh, I bombed every night, but the uh, bed and breakfast that, was amazing lovely. amazing to me that you can even admit and say that with a smile. That's yeah. going to be tough. Sometimes, I mean, Torch it depends on what, it just comics. wasn't my demographic. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking about online dating and stuff, and, you know, these people had auction tanks and stuff. It just wasn't right. the, yeah. Uh, Probably not going to Wasn't the right them. crowd, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you have to know your audience. That's right. important, too. So um, as far as booking goes, though, once you get into a place, is it a good idea to stay there and really build up your following? Or is it... It's kind of a... That's the, the old school thought was you would you would work for a club and then they would kind of like rent you out to different places. Right. So you weren't even allowed to give out... Even before social media, you couldn't give out your cards in a club. Really? Because they had to go to the owner of the club and say, I like that person. And then they would, you know, negotiate for you. Nowadays, okay. it's... You know. Is it still a situation where you're expected to bring everybody you know for the first couple of weeks to fill those seats? You know, I know like a lot of friends of mine who tried comedy back in the day. Yeah. You were supposed to bring everybody bringers. and your brother. That's got to be tough though because some of your comedy is about your family and how do they respond to yeah. that? Yeah. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna change your act because of who's in the audience, then you shouldn't be telling that joke. Really? Yeah. You have to just do it no matter what. Wow. So my mom's that's, heard. My mom's seen and heard a lot of stuff. Yeah. But you have to. If it's funny, then if it's funny enough to tell, then it's funny enough to to tell in front of everybody. Right. Um, as far as bringers go, you have to do that in the beginning. Everybody moves up at a different 
rate. I was really lucky, like my first four or five months in, I entered a contest and I came in second place in the contest. Wow. So after that, they just let me start performing as a regular and I didn't have to bring people anymore. Yeah. But I know sometimes, I know people have been doing it five or six years that still bring people. Other people are headlining after their first year, so it just depends. Yeah. And I think it, it looks to the public like it just happened overnight for you, but you've been doing this, this will since be, first grade. Yeah, since first a grade I've been time. telling jokes. Yeah, so you must be pretty good at it by now, right? Um, I think I've, I've kind of found my stride a little bit, cool. yeah. Do you think you're cool. going to do any television or any sitcom work? That's you, the hope. you want to do that? Yeah, really? the hope is to go out there, and I have some friends that are on some uh, some syndicated TV shows and nice. stuff like that, so yeah. Well, I wish you every success. Thanks so really, much. Really, I do. Is Appreciate there anything it. else you want to tell us or shout out to anybody before you scoot? Just grew up in Wilmington, love this place, I and I hope everybody uh, follows my career, and yes, if I can ever come will. back and perform, I'd love to. Yes, and I was going to say, send us, you know, information, let us know how you're doing, if you have anything we can air that's, you know, PG, send sure. it to us, and we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. Okay. Thank you so much, Thanks Justin. So much I'm so me. glad yeah. I got to have you on. Thank so, you. you've been watching Where's Wilmington? This is Justin Hoff making his way to the West. He'll be back to visit, though, and, uh, you know, we hope that he, he gets every dream of his is fulfilled while he's there. So, this has been Where's Wilmington. Thank you for watching. The next time someone asks you Where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you next time.